Good. All right, how you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, along with Jeff Eagles, and welcome to Big Blue Kickoff here on Giants.com. The number, as always, for you people to call is 201-939-4513. Again, that's 201-939-4513. And, uh, Russ, welcome. Yes, how are you doing? Well, I'm, how yes. am I doing? Well, I'll tell you what. For, for lack of a better phrase... You could have knocked me over with a feather because I didn't see Sunday night coming in any way, shape, or form. I, I think I was telling you, I, I was sitting here Friday after practice. I was having lunch with Carl Banks, and I looked at Carl. I says, I got to tell you, I, I, not only do I think the Giants are going to win, but I thought they were going to win. I'm not saying easy, but you know, I thought they were going to win convincingly, and so much so. Right away, I tweeted out, "I got the Giants." No sense beating around the bush. I said I had the Giants winning by the score of thirty to sixteen, and whoa, you had I, them scoring thirty points. Yes, I had them scoring whoa. thirty points, no less. Uh, and and you know what? I'm curious to hear your take on it. I didn't. It wasn't so much. You know, the, them scoring a touchdown on a 64-yard touchdown with, uh, you know, a minute 34 into the game because that can happen. Now, it does, for lack of a better term, suck if you're the visiting team and it happens for the home team so early because that certainly does ignite the crowd and makes everything electric, especially in that place. But, but having said that, I just, I just, listen, the week before they faced a ferocious, ferocious, you know, defense one of the better teams in the league and you know I don't think that could be minimized so you know as far as that goes I just felt that they were going in on national TV on Sunday night and in, instead they laid an egg well I don't know how else to describe it well they just you know really you can't ask uh, you you need to ask your offensive line to yeah. to do a better job and you got to find a way to get the ball downfield and the only way you can get a, a, a way to get the ball downfield is to protect um, the Giants offense and Pat Shermer and and Mike Shula. They both tried to get protection. They tried to they went two tights at certain jumbo. They went they had the they had Shane Smith in there as the as the fullback. Nothing was happening. And when I was looking at that that game tape, there was guys running wide open, but they Eli just had no chance to get to the ball and. Um, I wasn't as optimistic as you and um, I would say the Tatino were because on our pregame show, Dots had him winning by two touchdowns, which we both all thought, thought was ridiculous. Um, one of our questions was on our over-under or factor fiction was would, would the Giants, would this game be uh, four points or less? And he and Tatino had it going two touchdowns and more for the Giants, which I think that is was really kind of crazy. But, you know, this game always typically is close. It's a rivalry game. Um, these two teams, they kind of mirrored each other in the sense that their offenses weren't very good. Their offensive line, the storyline behind the game last week was that they were both beat up a little bit on the Dallas team was. The Giants weren't beat up. They just hadn't played a lot together. And they're just still trying to figure things out. And um, defensively, the Cowboys have gotten a lot better since last year. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is a stud. 14 and a half sacks last year. You couldn't think that he was just going to you know, lay an egg. And they had a design and they executed it perfectly in some of their te switches which we call when the tight end the, the tackle ends they do these uh stunts and then they had blitzes i mean 
And they had the corners. The, the cornerbacks played a good game, Russ, for the Cowboys. They were on the receivers to a point. But like I said, there were some times when the, the receivers were open. Um, and really by design. They knew that they would be cut, playing a certain coverage on one side of the field and the other. So bottom line is they got to rebound. And there's nothing more you're going to be able to say and ask these players. No. Because they're going to tell you the same thing. We got to go back. And we got to get better. And they know that. Um, defensively, um, not too bad. When Two weeks in a row. They hold the team to, you know, the number that you like on defense for us is 17 points. They tell you that in the, in the meetings. 17 points on defense. If you can hold the team to 17, you can expect your, your offense to score 18 and win. And the, the team hasn't done that, but they did 19 and 20, so it's pretty well, well, don't forget, I, I mean, in, in the Jaguars game, one touchdown came via uh, an interception. Right. Uh, so, so that's that. And, and really... Listen, the, the the giant defense has given up three touchdowns in two games, and you know one was a late one uh, as well. Listen, let me ask you this, Jeff, and, and you were here uh, when you know uh, you won the Super Bowl. That year they won the Super Bowl. They brought in Steve Spagnola, and it was a new defense. And as you recall. They were horrible. They gave up 80 points in their first two games. And then in the third game, which was against Washington, you guys were losing 17-3 at the half. You subsequently won the game. I believe it was 24-17. So they were horrible. And it was the same thing that we're hearing now. Sky is falling. It's, it's gloom and doom. Is it, you know, so now with only the difference is now we're talking about the offensive line. But the world has also changed because it's social media, it's everything else. Do you view it as a similar case? Well, I, th I think you can. If I mean, I don't. I, I think that, you know, um, I, I look at I look at the listen. When you talk about defense, I think the defense has played better than the offense. We're still waiting for this Pat Shermer offense to show us what we all expected right. coming into. Uh, from the offseason into this season because really when you look at the weapons and the personnel that this offense has why haven't this team been able to do better I don't know and it all comes down to really so, the offensive line but um, you know teams I, I've behind you it's over here you look at the first eight <laughs> games of the schedule um, you go back to 07 and look at the first eight games of that season it certainly wasn't as tough as what they're going to be facing here in the next six games. It's, it's so, brutal. I, 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 we read it last week, folks. Read it again. You know, you got, uh, you just got through with Jacksonville and Dallas. Now you're at Houston, home to New Orleans, at Carolina, home to Philly, at Atlanta, uh, home seriously? to Washington. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, no, really. Listening which, to those, which one, which one of those? I mean, every game's a coin flip. Well, I tell you what, you know, you can only look at the game ahead and that's Houston now right unfortunately for the Giants they're going to play a Houston team that's 0-2 <laughs> that's not good um you know they're playing at home and they're hungry just like the Giants are and and by the way they have they have some good rushers over there too you know Demarcus uh, uh Lawrence is good Taco Charlton all the other guys you know Damian Wilson had a strip fumble these guys I mean you're talking about um J.J. <laughs> Watt. Yeah, he, he can rush the uh, Defensive player of the year at yeah. one point in time, yeah. okay? Um, and not to Mr. Clowney, too, who doesn't clown around, no pun intended. I mean, these guys are very good on defense. Um, so it's a tough, it's a tough, tough go, and, and they got to go on the road. But, 
you know, this team has to look at itself in the mirror. And I think that, you know, you asked me the question, is it something similar? I hope it is. I hope they can come out and get a road win because, you know, that season in 07, we won a lot of games on the road that year. 11 of them, to be honest with you. Well, sometimes, uh, again, I'm gonna, I was going to ask you this as a player. Sometimes when all is not going well, and certainly it didn't go well last week, sometimes I wonder – if, if you're almost better going on the road because it's, it's uh, is the mentality like it's us 53 against the rest of the world, you, you, you know, you're in the hotel Sometimes. together. I mean, I guess if you win, that's a good, good reason. Yeah. And if you lose. Well, I think you ultimately want to play at home because your fans are here. Right. Um, but, you know, if it's later in the season and you haven't won a game in nine weeks and yeah, you come you got to play at home, then it might be get out of town. But I think at this point I would much rather come into town and be at home playing an 0-2 uh, AFC team, which the Giants don't know much about. They don't get to play this team very often. You know, you look at the Cowboys and the Giants, those are two teams that know each other very well. Um, when you look at the personnel from the Giants, it's very different than it was in the la last year. We mentioned there's only 19 players that pretty much played two games against Dallas last year. Um, so, you know, really, the whole thing with this game last week and it was trying to stop Ezekiel Elliott and then keeping Dak Pros Prescott in the pocket. Well, you know what? They didn't do both. <laughs> they didn't do either of them. Um, and they only still, they, they played pretty decently. But um, offensively, you've got to have a lot better. And, and really, now we're going to have to see what happens at center. You know, John Greco is not a center by trade. He's a guard and a tackle. Um, so we'll have to see, you know, who can get in there. And um, I have his name. I, have, I need to get the roster here. Um, the guy that they brought in, he's the center for the San Diego Chargers. He started 16 games for them last year. So um, the name is Dave. Help me out. What's the new the new center's name? Um, uh, Spencer, uh, Spencer Pulley. That's what it is. Yeah. So you know we'll take a look and see what happens with him. All right. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. We open up the phone lines. Let's start today in Canton, New York, and speak with Dylan. Dylan, you're on with Russ and Jeff. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. What's up, Dale? Um. Well, just as you guys mentioned earlier, I was going to discuss a little bit of the offensive line. Um, obviously, the first week was a definite big test against that Jaguars' great defensive front. Mm -hmm. um, after seeing that game, I mean, I, you know, I understood, you know, the way the offensive line performed against a group like that. Uh, then last week, seeing them against, well, yes, uh, Sunday, seeing them against Dallas. Um, I thought they'd improve a little bit, but they almost looked like they were worse. Um, I think I think that's a fair assessment, and that they almost look like I think it was worse than the week before. Yeah, and I see you know on social media, like you guys were talking about earlier, a lot of people are already you know jumping ship or um, blaming like Eli Manning for <laughs> not being mobile. Like they were saying, it's Eli's fault. Um, and the offensive line struggling again. But um, the way I look at it is this. I see the offensive line kind of as, like, if you think about, like, a house. Um, if you, you have to have a good foundation for a house in order for it to be um, structurally put together and to be able to hold its own. Um, and if you have a crack in the foundation, something like that, then the house is liable to crumble or something can happen. So I think of kind of like the offensive line is your foundation of your offense and whether, I mean, obviously there's some cracks in it this year, um, definitely on the right side, but um, without an offensive line, I mean, you can't really, you can't really run the ball. 
you can't pass the ball. Um, so, I mean, given Eli isn't a mobile quarterback, but I still think that a lot of it um, is based on the offensive line. I mean, you, I know you a know lot what, of people Dylan, blame Eli, but... Dylan, let me just cut you off for a second, then we'll continue with you. You, you, you know, you bring up an interesting point. Yeah, okay, he, he's not, a, as our old friend Bill Parcells would say, he's not exactly Barishnikov back there, you know, uh, the, the famous ballerina. But, but having said that, did you happen to watch the Bears and, and, and Seahawks last night? Yeah. Well, the Seahawks offensive line stunk. And you know what? He's a pretty mobile quarterback, uh, Russell Wilson. It didn't do him much good. I don't care if you're mobile or you're not mobile. Your offensive line has to block for you. And exactly. They didn't do that for Eli. Yep. Yeah, I saw that with uh, last night with Russell Wilson. He's he's a mobile quarterback, and he was still sacked. I think it was like six times or something like that. So I think that shows a lot of the fans that were saying it's it's Eli's fault. He's not mobile. We need a mobile quarterback. No, you know? Not, uh, the thing about and not being, I mean, if you're, an, if you're a Giants fan. And thanks for the call, and Dylan. You're, and you're on social media saying that it's Eli's fault because he's not mobile, then what the heck have you been la- watching yeah. the last 14 years? Yeah, I, I okay? don't. Um, yes, some of it is Eli's fault, and he'll tell you that. He's, you all got to play better, and he knows that. But the fact of the matter is, is that I will tell you this. The coaches in the National Football League are amazing. They're, they get paid very well, um, and they are really smart. And it's game-to-game-to-game-to-game adjustments that they make that are ridiculously insane, how they can make a game plan from out of nowhere. We'll be able to come up with something. Okay, when you look at the way that the Giants, and this is going back on Dylan's phone call, how he thought that the Giants played a decent game against a very good front seven in the, in the Jaguars the first game. Okay. Those coaches will take and look at that tape. They're not going to replicate it. They're going to do something completely different like the Cowboys did. If you look at the week before, if you watch any film from the Cowboy game, they blitzed a little bit more than normal, okay, than Dallas's first game. That coaching staff, uh, Marinelli went out and said, you know what, we are going to change this whole – we're going to change our game plan, and this is what we're going to do. And we're going to – we don't think that the Giants offensive line being who they are – you got a rookie at left tackle. I mean, excuse me, a left guard. You got a right guard, a right tackle who's struggling, and you've got a right guard who, really, it, I mean, the Jaguars didn't re-sign him because of they didn't think that he was that good of a player. So we're gonna we're gonna develop something, and if you stop it, great. But if you don't, look what's gonna happen. I'll tell you what happened. <coughs> they got six sacks and seven and nine, ten hits on Eli, and I don't care how mobile you are, if you cannot pick up a simple stunt and a blitz in the National Football League, you're gonna get your quarterback killed like they did last week. Yeah, that's what the what was really frustrating for everybody watching. They were they, not listen, they were Russ, not picking they, up anything. These were not sophisticated rushes that the Cowboys were doing, okay? It was just technique and assignments and mental errors. When you I would hate to have been in that room going through mental errors on Monday morning because there was a lot of them and they were not sophistication at all. 201-939-4513 is the number. Got to remind you folks that Big Blue Kickoff Live presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app now to win amazing Giants prizes throughout this season. Let's go back to the phones. Again, 201-939-4513 is the number. Let's go to Middletown and check in with Billy. Billy, how you doing today? Hey, Ross. Hey, Jeff. How you doing this morning? Good, Billy. Oh. 
Oh, and two. Oh, and two. Oh, and two. I mean, uh, I was in Dallas for the game. We got back late last night, and just kind of waking up here, and you know, you come to the realization that we put an entire off season into dealing with that offensive line, and we are zero and two. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, how, how, you know, I listen to Paul, I listen to Paul, I listen to Lance, I listen to, to the show all all the time, John, and you know, you, we keep trying to keep saying, okay, give us another week. We need another game. We need another practice. When, how, 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 how far do we go to we kind of, we're back in, well, two we're more. back to a, well, a three and 13. No, but you, you see what, what Jeff just said, Billy, you know, he said one, two more. I mean, that, that, that's what you go. You, you heard, if you were listening earlier, we went back to the year, you know, when Coughlin won his first Super Bowl and Jeff was on that team. Uh, the, the big thing was they brought in um, uh, Steve Spagnola, you know, n- new defense and all this and that. They gave up 80 points. The defense did the first two games, which that it had to be corrected. Uh, and he, it, instead of being corrected, I, like I just said, 80 points the first two games. Then they were losing 17-3 to the uh, Redskins at halftime and subsequently won their right. games. So believe me. It was, you're right, at 0-2 at that point. Believe me, if they didn't win that game, it would have been 0-3. And then, yeah, well, I, I agree with you. If, Russ, if, Russ, Russ, that's what keeps me hanging on right now. Yeah. For this week, that's what keeps me hanging on. <laughs> 0-2, and we pulled off the biggest sports upset in sports history. That's what's keeping me together right Very now. Good. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I, I mean, but you're right. Well, listen, at 0-2, you want to know what? I don't think 0-2 bothers you as much as how it became 0-2. I don't think, oh, like 0-1 didn't kill me because that was a great, ferocious team that I watched. That's a very good team that got to the AFC Championship the Jaguars did last year. Quite frankly, they should have won that game. And then uh, they opened up against the Giants and certainly took care of business against Tom Brady this past week. So that game didn't bother me. This game bothered me. Because I thought this offensive line had a worse game than it did in, in, in the first week. So you're right. So, But, again, it's 0-2. It, it, it's hey, not... uh, Go ahead. Did anybody, get a, get a, did anybody get a look at some Saquon post-game interview? You know, uh, I think the bloom is off the rose there. You know, he's talking with a reporter. I've seen him get a, get a little chippy, get a little, you know, a little... A little, I wouldn't say angry, but you know, he got a little, little upset with a question, and well, it looks to me like, like the bloom is coming off the rose with him. Well, well, I'll tell you what, and thank you for the call, Billy. You, you want to know what? I, I mean, I wanted to be pissed off after the game. They just lost. Okay, he what he have like fourteen catches, whatever the hell it was for a grand total of eighty yards. I don't want him to be happy. I mean, he was respectful. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what the question. Well, yeah, was. I don't know what the question was, but but all I'm saying to you is, I'm in that locker room every day, every day. I haven't seen a rookie more polished and conduct himself better than this kid. So, you want to be a little angry after a a loss that sucked? Yeah, I mean that's okay. Uh, let, let him show a little bit of edge and, and be a little angry. That's okay. And let me tell you something. You've been in the locker room every day. You've been around the game long enough. You know I've been around the game long enough. 
there are some really stupid questions. Yeah, 100%. And when people, when you're around your locker and you're getting, you know, like Saquon, who's a very popular player, the media goes right to him, and he says things over and over, over and over. Over and over. Because what happens is, you you know, as reporters, you have to go to one locker to the other, then you come back, <laughs> you got to answer, and now you're going to ask the same questions that, you, that the player has been asked three or four times already, and he's sick and tired of saying it. That's what's so great about press conferences. You can get that and be done with it. But the fact is, is that then all of a sudden there'll be someone that will ask the most stupid question you'll ever hear. Well, what did you think about, um, you know, trading jerseys with Ezekiel Elliott after the game? Like, what does that have to do with anything that in, happened in the football game? And you're wasting my time asking me stupid questions like that. And so a lot of times, yeah, he'll get chippy because they're dumb questions. And I, you know, I want to maybe get a shower and get on the bus. If you want to ask me about the game and this and that, then he was also asked about breaking the rookie record, which I thought was very respectfully what he said. I don't care about records. We lost the game. Yeah. That to me is means something. The, the game means something to him, and that's good. But I mean, to 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 answer the what you yeah. were asking is that a lot of times there's questions in the locker room that just don't pertain to anything that is relevant to answering it. And if you if you say I have no comment, or people are gonna they're gonna be like, what a jerk off, you know? Well, I mean, it, it's the same thing sometimes. You know, the question, you know, it, it, it could also be the same group of people. Uh, Asking the same questions <laughs> at the same time, and yeah. that, you know it happens. Yeah, well. But but I but mean, but you're right. He's very respectful. It, it, around the extremely media and, and he's a good respectful guy. and yeah. very polished. So I mean, if he was a little pissed off, God bless him. <laughs> uh, let's go to Jackson, New Jersey, and speak with Timothy. Hello, Timothy. How you doing today, bud? Hi, Timothy. We're here. Tim, you there? He's here. Yes, I am. How you doing? Fine. What can we do for you? for you. Sure. Well, the Giants will acquire George Fence from the 0-2 Seahawks in exchange for a 2019 third-round pick. Uh, I, 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 Timothy, you know, let, thanks, thanks for the call, my friend. We can't play um, uh, general manager now, okay? I mean, now we're already talking about trades for... <laughs> Who was he? For a 2019 third-round pick. I... I Whatever. In Jersey again. Mike, Mike, how are we doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, I had a question and a comment. Uh, I'll start with the question, which it might be a little premature, but um, what do you think, uh, with the Giants' offensive scheme, what's something they can do to counteract the pass rush of uh, the Houston Texans? Well, I'll tell you what. And I, can, I, I was actually looking, and maybe you, you can agree with me or not, but in the game last week, I saw it in the – and you can't utilize play action unless you're running the football. And the Giants had a hard time running the football to begin with. But one thing I did see in the Jacksonville game that I liked that, that they did is they rolled the pocket a little bit, okay, to take away some of that pass rush. Um, I didn't see any of that in the yeah, Dallas game. That's a good point. So I thought the same thing. maybe that's something they could do there. Um, I, I really believe that, you know, it comes down to technique and fundamentals blocking and schemes okay you got to be able to practice some stuff that these guys may or may not be doing in the practice and you got to execute it that's really what it is but for me roll the pocket a little bit try to get a little try to get the running game going so you can induce a little bit of play action would help what else you got mike uh yeah i, I agree with that i think they should try and roll the pocket and do some jumbo packages yep. uh, my comment was that uh, a lot of people are still trashing eric flowers on social media uh, i think people need to relax a little bit because um Again, I'm not trying to point fingers. It's basically the whole offensive line and not just him. Uh, Nate Solder has let up two sacks so far as well. And also, 
Um, if you guys go go back and look at the tape from this previous Dallas game, there is at least four hands in the face, uh, hands to the face on the Giants line that should have got called. Um, at least two, four that I noticed. I noticed two on Solder and two on Flowers. But I think people uh, need to relax a little bit and just calm down with jumping on Flowers so quick. I'm, I understand he's been bad for three, four years, but he's in a new scheme and he's with new players that he hasn't quite gelled with yet. Um, well, Mike, so you, he, you know, need to give him a chance. Uh, I agree with you, but you know this. Uh, it's unfortunate and it's not fair. He's the whipping boy. You, you know, that that's that's just the way it's become. And Jeff and I were talking about it before we went on the air. And Flowers was better this week than he was last week. Now, somebody, you know, you might be sarcastic and say, well, that wasn't much. But he had plenty of help. You know, he wasn't the only guy. So you're a thousand percent correct, Mike. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Okay, two zero one nine three nine four five one three is the number. Let's go to it. Where is this, uh, Chris? In is it Alamuki? Alamuchi? Alamuchi. Alamu- hey, Chris. Hey, hi, hi, Ross. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, Alamuchi, New Jersey. Hey, yep, Chris. How are you, buddy? Um, good. Good. How are you guys? Good. Well, we're, we're doing okay. Um, you know, I, I, as, as much as I'm an Eli. Eli supporter, you know, big time. You know, the guy, you know, he's not perfect. He's going to make mistakes. But the issue I have is is with, you know, everybody jumping on top of him is he's the same guy. He's in great shape. He's the same guy he was back in 2007. You remember this, Jeff, the, the game you guys played in England. I mean, he ran for a touchdown. He was the brunt of a lot of jokes because of how long it took him to, to, <laughs> to, to, uh, to run for that touchdown yeah. um, when they played overseas. But the bottom line is with Eli – just like we've said in the years past, you got to give the guy a pocket. You got to give him time, and that's that. That hasn't changed. I mean, you're he, right. He's he sees that one first progression. He can't even go down to the rest of his progressions, and immediately he's got to dump it off. But and, it's so. Yeah, he missed Odell, uh, you know, the other night. But I, I think you know it comes down to giving him time. And 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 the other thing I just want to make a comment is you know as much as we. Redone the line. I know Pew and Richburg they had to go because of salary cap reasons, and we did pay for Solder. But if you, you know, if you had Rich, if you have Richburg at center and Pew at right guard, um, you know things maybe maybe had would be a little different. Omahe eh, hasn't played that great. He obviously, Jalapio was his first time playing center. Um, now we have Greco in there and Hernandez. You know he's a rookie. He's taking his lumps, and Solder hasn't lived up to what we expected. So you add all that factor in. I mean, it, it all plays in, but. You know, my, you know, my thing is with Eli, you, Chris, you're not going to give him time. He's that typical quarterback, you so know, old style, where, where you got to give him a pocket. Well, you, you hit on the great points, and, you know, the, the problem is that it's easy to, to blame Eli. You know that. You blame Eli. Why not, well, he's right? The, he's the quarterback, yeah, and that, so, that's, that, come, that comes with the territory, and right. nobody knows it better than Eli. But I will tell you, if, if you if you do give him some time, okay, yeah, does he throw – is his velocity on his ball a little bit less? Yeah. Is he older? Yes. Everything's – okay, that's fine, but – his experience is, is, is better than anyone. He's got, he knows how to play the position. He's smart as heck if you just give him a little bit of time. But, you know, with this offensive line, you just, you just kind of alluded to the fact that of everything that we're talking about. You have a new right guard, a re- right tackle, who didn't play left, right last year. Okay? Cut him a little bit of slack. If you want, go ahead. The right guard, 
Jacksonville didn't re-sign him because they didn't think he was any good. The center is basically a rookie playing center. You have a rookie playing left guard, and then you have a veteran tackle that you paid the most money for a left tackle in the league until the other guys got signed. But the fact is, is that there's your offensive line. They need to play better. They need to play together for a little bit longer, and it's going to take time. And so, you know, but you look at the depth behind them, there isn't any. So just be careful what you wish for. I don't know who else you want there, but it is a tough pill to swallow when you see what the Cowboys did to this offensive line last week. And will they play better? I think they will next week. But you got to understand it's not going to change overnight. You, you, so. you know, Chris, you know, I, you know I, I what I'm saying, you, Chris? Jeff, yeah. This is a two year, this it's, is a two year, you know, this is a two year project. And you know, you know what? 0 2 0 is 11%. So we got an 11% chance of making the, the playoffs now that this 0 2, and you go 0 3, forget about it. But, you know, one thing that, I'm, that I hope doesn't happen, and I think Chris and, and all the Giants fans noticed what happened last year, and I don't think it will here is that when this team starts losing back-to-back-to-back-to-back games, that Dave Gettleman brought in some leadership into this locker room to basically stop anything that's going to potentially happen if this team gets off to a bad start. And that's the leadership in that locker room with Ogletree. you got Collins, who's now been a leader. Obviously, you got Eli there, okay? James, uh, Jonathan Stewart is a veteran in the locker room, Nate Solder. So hopefully this team gets held together when things start kind of not going well well they're not going well now and hopefully that comes to an end this week in Houston yeah that thanks for the call Chris thank you All Chris right. but but you know let listen folks if you've been listening my buddy here Jeff said it early on you know if you're gonna you're talking about all of a sudden, this business about Eli's lack of mobility and Jeff said where you've been for 15 years because <laughs> it, he's had the same mobility for 15 years they didn't lose last week on Sunday night because of lack of mobility, okay? If he, if he would have been more mobile, the only difference would have been it might have been a couple of seconds more before he was sacked. Yeah, and I think that, you know, t- today's game, the quarterback is mobile. I mean, he is a – guys can get out of the pocket and throw. But no, no, but it, it hasn't changed like, with him. But it's not going to be with the Giants right now. Right. It really is not. And so, um, you know, we got to ask more out of the offensive line to give Eli some protection because when you got Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard and OBJ, okay, and, and Saquon Barkley out of the backfield, for God's sake, he's, he caught 14 checkdowns last week. These guys can catch the football if you give them some time. And if you give the quarterback, you got to find a way to protect <coughs> number 10, and then he will do his magic. He's got the players to do it. You know, you just mentioned about all the checkdowns. The one thing that I would like to see, uh, and listen, I have full confidence. I mean, Pat Shermer is an offensive coach, okay? I, I mean, I'm sure we're going to see things, but you got to get back to the basics of blocking, okay? And, and that is, is something that's been lacking on the offensive line. But, again, getting back to the checkdowns, I'd like to see Saquon, you know, some of these just, if you just give him the ball real quickly out uh, as they were doing, it's no different than, the, you know, a, a rush. Run. A run. I'd yeah. like to see him getting a little flair, you know, having some steam, you know, uh, uh, like, a, like a runner, like, like a sprinter out of the gate, giving him a head start, let him get the ball, you know, rolling out of the gate, see what happens, and maybe that'll be in the game plan. The we, giant, and the, another thing, too, I, going back to the call before, I think it was Dylan asking me in the question about, you know, what I would do. Um, and one way to slow down a pass rush is the screen game. And if you can run the screen game, 
okay, and the draws, then those are some plays that'll that'll very quickly slow down that rush. Um, so you could; those are some of the other things that they that you could do too. But you know, when you when you your screen game is is <laughs> your screen game, you you, you kind of get on a block and let the guys come through, and then you kind of set them up. So the screen game would have worked good last week if they could. Have, they didn't even have to; they just would have let them go anyways. <laughs> All right. 201-939-4513. Again, just to remind you people, Big Blue Kickoff Live presented to you by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app now to win yourself amazing prizes throughout this 2018 season. Let's go up to Syracuse and speak with Chris. Well, well, Chris, at least uh, you got one team that's 3-0 and up in Syracuse. Yeah. yeah, we got something going there, but... <laughs> I don't know. These giants are starting to affect my marriage in the fall. I'm <laughs> okay, we we don't want that to happen, buddy. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, first of all, one of the things I keep on hearing, even from the previous caller of the scene, about Eli missing Odell in the end zone, I think he kind of debunked that on uh, Brent the last night. I just want to bring that up. People check that out. Um, when they showed it kind of on the NBC broadcast, he looked like he was wide open, but the ball was already out. The safety had broke off and was coming down on Latimer, so I don't think that he missed a read there at all. Um, but anyways, be that as it may, what is, you know, a realistic or maybe even an optimistic um, turnaround? What, what's really possible for these guys? Because, I get that uh, they haven't played together very long and you've got all these moving pieces and all of this stuff, but, you know, from what I saw Sunday night, it didn't look like we had a few weeks in the dam and this thing's just going to have to come together. I mean, it looked like an all-out catastrophic failure. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, if you want to view Sunday night as that, that's a, that's a fair assessment. I don't, Chris, I don't think anybody's going to argue with you. I, I think I, – I don't like to say wake-up call because – Again, they played a tough team in their w- opening week, okay? I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Again, I said you could have knocked me over with the feather. I was dumbfounded <laughs> by what I got to see Sunday night. It was, let's hope it's an aberration. I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. If that's, th- to me, that was a complete failure. So they all yeah, have to I, regroup. They need to find something that they're good at. They couldn't run block. They can't pass protect. I mean, and I don't think that we stuck with the run enough. Maybe it would just be them firing off the ball and have them hit somebody in the mouth and try to get something going on that run game. I really don't know. But the way I looked at it is like, like I said, this is just looks pretty, pretty dismal. And I'm just wondering, are there any examples uh, that, that either of you guys can think of that, of an offensive line that had such a poor performance that's going to be able to bounce back and at least be adequate? Well, l- listen, well, Thanks for the call, Chris. I I don't Thank know you. I don't know about other offensive lines. Wasn't it last year? Um, just you just talking about lousy starts. Wasn't it last year? Well, I'll give the Chargers. I'll give you the Chargers start off zero and four. The year the year before last, Atlanta was absolutely horrible, <laughs> and they went out and got an offensive line. And so we talk about you know I talk about it all the time about cohesiveness and guys playing together and and learning each other's tendencies and. Being able to communicate without talking is a big thing for offensive linemen because you've, when you play next to each other for as long as you can. There's a team in Atlanta who brought in a bunch of new guys. Now, you know, were they good players? Yes. And they ended up, look up, they, they turned their whole season around last year. So it can happen. Um, I think that this will happen a little bit slower. 
Um, and you're just going to have to be patient with it. I think that when the organization goes and, and, and basically tells you they spent a lot of money on this offensive line, when you think about it, they spent a second-round draft pick. They, they paid a left tackle. They went out and gave uh, Mame a big contract to come in here. Um, and then really you got, you got your first-round draft pick playing right tackle for you. So there's a lot invested in it. It's just going to take time for this team to mold. And they, bottom line is they got to play much better, much better, okay? But I will tell you, and I keep saying this, you look at that schedule, those first eight games, and from a 3-13 and 13 team last year, yeah. and 19 new, only 19 guys on this team, there's still a lot of maneuvering around and getting this team to gel to be good. They can be good offensively, but it starts up front. All right. Okay, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. 201-939-4513 is the number. Let's now go down to Hotlanta and speak with Robin. Robin, how are we doing today, buddy? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing, man? Good. Uh, thank you for taking my call, man. What's sure. going on, Rob? Yeah, I haven't called in a while, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of fed up, man. I'm tired of losing, man. What, what is it going to take for us to win one game, man? One game. I'm tired of these 6-10 and 10 seasons and and three and thirteen, I'm, I'm getting yeah. you know real. Robin, yes, right now, just... Robin, right now we just want to get to one and two. <laughs> right, <laughs> right now I just want to get to one and two. I want to see a marked improvement off of last week. You know, as as the previous caller Chris just said before you, uh, you know, it was a mess. It, it was just you know everybody. You know, it's the old joke: help, I've fallen and I can't get up. That's what it was on on Sunday night, and now they got to get up. Robin, we got we got a two hundred million dollar defense. We got a two hundred million dollar offense, and we can't we can't do nothing with it. Listen, I we can't even move the ball. Like three well, points we score. We play we play so bad. I think you guys have posted uh, some highlights of the on, on the website on on the, on the internet. Some highlights of the game. We only had like like one minute or less than one minute out of six minutes highlights. Mm-hmm. We only had one minute of highlights. That's how bad we played. There was more lowlights. <laughs> well, Robin, uh, my friend, it, 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 it's hard to argue with what you're saying. But, like, when you say before you can get, I mean, let, let's not even talk about 6 and 10 or anything like that. We, we just, let's, Robin, thank you for the call, buddy. Let's, let's now get to 1 and 2. And you know what? That's all the Giants have to be thinking about. That's all Pat Shermer has to be thinking about. We got to get to 1 and 2. The moment is now. It's going to be in Houston, Texas. You know, by any way, shape, or form, any means necessary. Just get the damn W. You know, as the late Al Davis would say with the Raiders, win, baby, win. That's all they need to do. <laughs> I don't care, you know, dirty, clean, whatever. Just win. You know, stop with the BS. Just win. You know, talk is cheap. Play the game. Let's uh, go local now. Uh, well, more local than Atlanta. Let's go to Long Island and check in with... Um, Noah. Hello, Noah. You're on with Russ and Jeff. How are you doing today? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. <coughs> Good, so thank I, you. I first want to start off with just one quick statement. Um, you know, I, me and my buddies uh, always refer to Eric Flowers as the human traffic cone because uh, a traffic cone would do a better job of blocking than he was. But I have to say, uh, after seeing him last week, I think he's getting a lot better, and I think he's getting some undeserved criticisms. Uh, first game was not great, but I think uh, I think he's improving. Um, good. Yeah, so it's good to hear. Anyway, I'm sorry, I love. No, I said, no, I, I said it's good, good to, to hear, hear, and I think that people have to understand that 
to play in the National Football League, number one, is very difficult. Number two, when you're asked to play a position you haven't played since your freshman year in college is even more difficult. And I think, yeah, can he play better? Yes, he can, definitely. Um, but I do think that he does get his share of criticism, and he knows it. But I think that he, I think that he can improve, and hopefully he keeps doing it. And I'm glad that, that people have realized that you know, he is trying the best he can. And if that's good enough, I don't know. But at least you're giving him a shot and saying that he's getting better. That's, that's you, you know what, Noah? Yeah. After last week, you know, everybody was, was asking him, and, and, and to his credit, uh, he said, I have to get better. I, ha I right. have to get better. I have to improve. Well, you know what? Eric Flowers said that. But this week, all his members of the O-line need to be saying the same thing. We all have to get better. Well, they better yep. get better. They got some good rushers over in yeah. Houston. <laughs> and, and the next thing before I get into actual gameplay, one, one positive that I think we can definitely take away for this season so far is Odell Beckham Jr. and his maturity. I think that the way he is handling himself so far this year is just such a vast improvement. You know, when we're, we were 0-2 and you'd see him exploding or, you know, getting, getting all up in arms, he has clearly made such a turnaround with his attitude, and that's just a great thing from yep. a locker room leadership perspective. Well, I, I would agree with you there, Noah, but, but let, let me say this. You and everybody else would like to see him cranky and, and doing all kinds of gyrations and be 2-0 and as, as opposed to being a well-behaved choir boy at 0-2. Having said that, oh, what of else? Course, of course, yeah. but I, the best you'd like to see is just a mature leader and 2-0. and yeah, No, well, uh, exactly. He, he's been a solid citizen right from uh, minicamp, so nothing's changed. Exactly. And the last thing I'd like to say is I, I just feel like so many fans, and I'm seeing so many fans through social media outlets and other, and other media just completely turning on the Giants already. And i got to say, especially, especially you, Jeff, you were a part of the 07 Giants team when we just got absolutely smacked by the Cowboys and the Packers the first two games of the season. 80 points. Everyone in the league, everyone in the NFL was like the Giants are the worst team in the league. And what did we do? We worked hard. We slowly turned it around. And little by little we got there, became the Road Warriors, and went on to win the Super Bowl, probably the greatest Super Bowl ever. You know? Well, yeah, no, yeah, listen, well, I, I, I agree with you. You know, you can't – everybody can't be as patient. <laughs> and, and, right. you I know, just think, I but, just think where's, the, where's the fanhood? We gotta no, I, listen, team, I agree. You know? I, 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 I have a little belief in our team. You, no, you can't yeah, but no, so no, no, no uh, thank you for the call, buddy. But that, that's what social media – and, and uh, you know what it's led to that it's 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 when you hear more of the bad things when things are bad you hear more comments than when things are good believe me if the giants if the giants were 2 and 0 you'd hear less about them but you hear more including the headlines and on back pages because they're 0 and 2 you know it's it's this is the end of the world that's the end of the world uh, Eli's lack of mobility I'm reading today wouldn't it be great you know if, if they had a a um, uh, strong arm quarterback as your backup which was alluding to Davis Webb all of a sudden you know Davis Webb was is now the poster boy for what would have been right I mean the whole thing and I was I was the biggest Davis Webb fan this whole thing is silly I mean Eli and the whole damn team has to play better Okay, everybody, everybody, across the board, everybody, everybody has to play better. That's a given. Let's go down to Virginia. Uh, 201-939-4513 is the number. Check in with Eric. Hello, Eric. How you doing today? Good yeah. afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Good, Eric. What's up, buddy? 
Hey, so, um, you know, Monday we all kind of had our frustrations and we kind of know it is what it is what happened Sunday night. But, you know, going forward here, you know, this is a, a constant theme with this team of starting 0-2. We started 0-2 the last five out of six years. That's not a good way to start your season. So to say we got to wait four weeks to gel and let things happen, like I get some of that, but if that's the case, maybe maybe the coaches need to play more of the the team in preseason and let them gel a little bit more there. I mean, they do practice. You know what, so, you know, Eric? That's 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 a very fair point. But again, I, I'm not the uh, the head coach, but. You know, part of the problem is, especially you had new coaches coming in, was assessing talent. You know, hey, I, I, I understand, but my my biggest fear is that this defense that we have has played pretty decent, but right. the more film they put on tape, I think the more exposed they're going to get, and we're starting to see little bits and pieces that they're more of like the bend and not break defense, and if the offense can't control the ball and can't maintain possession they're going to be gassed in the fourth quarter and i don't care what what happens that's not a good recipe for success well eric thanks for the call but i think that goes with any team i mean you know you got to help obviously every defense is going to be dog ass tired if they're on the field for the entire game you know you get no arguments here let's go way out to oakland california check in with mike how are we doing today mike you're on with russ and jeff Excellent. I love to be on. Love to be on with you guys. Good morning to good, you. Good morning or good um, afternoon to you, to us. Yeah. Good morning to you. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. So, you know, just um, just I just want to say that uh, you know, I feel like the as much as I hear the frustration from everybody, and and I think the last call had an interesting question about you know how much you play starters at preseason. Um, I really felt like there were unrealistic expectations for this team coming into the season, Thank coming you. from three and three. Thank you. You know, I just got to remind people, like, we're rebuilding a roster. Like, mm-hmm. we had depth props for the last few years. We, we have them even more now because we've recognized that even some of our frontline talent wasn't good enough. And that's where we're at right now. So, off, for an offensive line to come in and just crush it, you know, I just didn't see it happening in, in – and, and I expected him to have problems. And I, w- I also remind everybody, like, we watched Daniel Snyder build dream teams, you know, bringing all this great talent every year, just buy new guys, throw them together. They couldn't play as a team, NFL's ultimate team sport, and all those dream teams were garbage, just like the Eagles when they, you know, what's-his-face, the quarterback was talking about dream team a few years ago. I mean, this is a team sport, the ultimate team sport, I say, and they take time to gel. So that's my first point. Well, I, I've been saying that all along. Mike, <laughs> I've been telling people to pump the brakes on this Giants team, and you have to understand when it comes down to, yeah, have teams turned it around before? Yes, they have. Um, and that's just a, a bit of luck, if in my opinion, the team stays healthy and some of your players who you didn't think were going to play that good really played well. They go to the Pro Bowl, kind of things like that. This team has a long ways to go, and they have a lot of work to do. And I think that, you know, Dave Gettleman and, and, and his staff and the coaching staff here understand that this is going to take a little bit of time. Can we please give Pat Shermer and his offense a little bit more time other than two weeks? And to get to back to your point with the preseason, it's a shame that the, that, that the, the fan can't see their team play in preseason. But because of the money 
And because just, you know, it's just the economics of the game, unfortunately. And every team does it. It's not like just the Giants are the only people. But you would think that they would want to play the team a little bit more to get that cohesiveness, but they just can't afford to do it because of injury. Uh, listen, I remember it used to be six preseason right. games. So, yeah. Well, I played when they're yeah, and they're talking about get, they're talking about getting rid of them, right? But you know, I guess I guess you know is is I still have confidence, Pat Shermer. I, I still of course, think he was I the right guy for head I mean, coach. He was an offensive line guy. I will tell you that you know I didn't see a lot. I saw you know a few times guys just got beaten, but more I saw you know just confusion on the offensive line and yeah. missed assignments. So, yep. Yep. you know, I think that they're going to they're gonna fix that, a lot of that stuff. I still have a lot of hope for the season. Well, I'm, not, I'm you, definitely you not bring, cutting bait on this team. You know, Mike, you bring out a good point. It, it, to me, it was more of, like you say, technique or whatever you want to call it. It wasn't like they were getting beat physically. If they were getting beat physically, that's a whole different story. That, then they just, they couldn't man up to it. That, that wasn't the yeah. case. So, uh, again, you know, that goes in line to what uh, Jeff has been saying here, Mike. Uh, and, and thank you for the call. It, it's, it take, I, it, look, it takes time. No one, whether it takes time or not, they had a lousy game. Okay? I think we can all, Jeff, agree not with gonna that. Not going to be the last. No, and, and, but it was a lousy game. No one's making excuses for that. But if you're judging, you know, like, I mean, I'm seeing stuff today. And, and, and yesterday, it, it's like they're 0-2. They're not 0-22, okay? They're 0-2. Let's go to our friend in Columbia, Maryland, uh, Lenny. Len, how you doing today, bud? Hi, Len. Hey, how you, how you doing, guys? Good, good how you doing, good bud? To talk, good to you talk, talk to you. Um, you know, every week is a new opportunity. Um, you know, we, we keep talking about the schedule you know, somebody said six games today, first six are tough. I think, Jeff, you added a couple and said something about eight games. But, you know, three of the teams were playing in the first eight. We play again in the second eight. So that's 11 games right there. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can't – I don't think we can look at it that way. We were, we were as good as Jacksonville in that fourth quarter in that home opener. Yep. Every game is different. You take them one game at a time. You prepare. You get that game plan execute the game plan, play hard for 60 minutes, and check the scoreboard. Uh, so, you know, Sunday's another opportunity for us to do that. Um, you know, a lot of people are calling there and talking about how long are we going to wait to evaluate the offensive line. You know, everybody says, you know, Dettino says, and, and this, this, is, this is legit. He says, you know, the first quarter of the season, you got to give it four games. I think, Jeff, you held up four fingers. I held up two because we've already so played you gotta two. Give it, you got to right. give it four games. <laughs> What do you? What do we do after four games? Well, no, I, mean, I said I mean, that too, know, Len. I said there's nothing again, you else play you can game do. By game and hope these yeah. guys get better. Well, no, I, I think Len, though, and again, I, I didn't hear that conversation, but I'm just knowing and having sit, having sat next to him long enough, knowing Paul, I, I think especially when you talk about four games, or Jeff, you mentioned four. I think we always hear coaches divide their season into quarters four right, four right. four and four well, and right. i think you know I, I i think maybe you look after the first four a, a, as a coaching staff and as a, a front office and say where the hell are we but we're not right. there yet right you know right yeah. now we're zero and two you're not there yet yeah. but i think you make that assessment at the end of each quarter i i think that right. that's a fair comment to say okay let me let me say one more thing uh russ you saw Connolly 
at the end of his career. Yes. I was lucky enough to see Connolly at the beginning. I'm, I'm probably a little older than you are, Russ. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I can, I can remember, and this is true of all quarterbacks during all eras, you, Sims, Tittle, whoever it happened to be, that when they don't play well, the fans boo. I mean, the quarterback, the quarterback gets booed. It was they were. I can remember as a kid sitting in the in the polo grounds in Yankee Stadium in the late fifties, and and listening to the fans booing Connolly and yelling at him from the stands. And I kept thinking, he he's our quarterback. What are you yelling at him for? Len, you know you know this because you're an old. As you say, you're an old fan, a, a diehard as much as anybody who calls us here on Big Blue Kickoff. Look, when you're old, oh, older. Let let me say it that way. When you're an okay. when you're a veteran, when you're when you're a veteran and you have a bad game, whoa, yeah. age is catching up. When you're a yeah. young guy and you have a bad game, oh, youth. You're too inexperienced. It's the same thing. Like I always used to hear this. In particular, I would hear this in baseball. You know, if a guy throws the bat and, and you know, kicked the – like Casey Stangle used to say, I wish I had a quarter for every time Mickey Mantle kicked the water cooler. But if, you, yeah. if you're showing that, it's the intensity. Yeah. That's okay if you win, but if you lose, you can't control your emotions. You know, you're yeah. damned if you do. You're damned if you don't, Len. Yeah. Here's my bottom line on Eli. If Eli wasn't performing the way he's supposed to perform, the coaches would make a change. Eli Manning gives us the best chance to win on Sunday. If he didn't, the coaches would make a change. They're not stupid, Russ. Let's go, get, let's go Giants. Let's win a game on Sunday. Come Len, on. thank Here you. You get no argument from me. I, I mean, well, I did I, it one time last year. Yeah. I, I'm not standing here, you, you know, as, as part of the, the Eli Manning Chamber of Commerce, okay? But, I mean, for crying out loud, I, I mean, if you watch that game – Everybody, should, everybody has to be at fault for what happened Sunday night. Jeff, I think we would all agree on that. Everybody has to be at fault. Eli, you know, everybody. What do you but, think would have happened if there was a rookie quarterback against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night? Yeah. <clears throat> I'll tell you exactly what would have happened. He would have got outside the pocket. Everybody would have been like, oh, he's mobile, he's mobile, this and that. Um, but still, I mean, if you are a quarterback in the National Football League and have no time to throw – your next option is to get rid of the ball, okay, check downs, or eat it and just get go down or throw picks. You're going to throw picks. You're going to start throwing things into tight windows, and they're going to get picked. Eli is your best option. He always will be until he decides the team decides that he's not. And I'm with Len. If there's somebody better, show him to me. But he's not on the roster right now. You know, our buddy here who's producing, Dave Dominic, brought up the, a great point off the air to us. And, and, and the point was, you, you know, and, and you know what? Collinsworth and Al Michaels start bringing up Darnold in the middle of the game. I don't think that, you know, did the Giants make the right draft choice? I don't think they would have brought that up had the Giants been having themselves a good game. Okay, but you know what would have happened if the Giants drafted Darnold? He still would have been sitting on his ass with, a, with the chalkboard, <laughs> with, with the clipboard on the sideline because he wouldn't have been playing. Yeah, I mean, come likely. on, it's stupid. It, it, it's just dumb. You know, this thing, and it's going to be for, for a decade, but every time somebody, for crying out loud, passes, win the wrong way, they're going to make a comparison on the draft picks. It's stupid. <laughs> Let's go nearby Nutley, New Jersey, and check in with Abby. Abby, how you doing today? Hey, how you doing? Good afternoon, guys. Hi. Um, second time caller. Very so good. I just want to talk a little bit, yeah. You want to talk a little bit about Eli and the offensive line? 
Um, I'm just sick and tired of people just bashing on Eli. Like, everybody's calling about, oh, Eli's done, Eli's that. We need a mobile quarterback. I'm like, did people just don't see what happened to Russell Wilson last night? <laughs> Thank when you. you. A, terrible, a terrible offensive line. Yeah. A, 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 lot, good, a lot good. A lot good. A lot good. Russell's wheels did him last night. You know, it, it only allowed him to run for his life a little longer. That's all. And not just that. Look at Watson and Houston. I'm like, you know, he's been sacked 10 times in the last um, two games. So it's like a lot of people just bashing on oh, Eli like he's done and everything. Yeah, I get it. Sometimes, you know. He's a quarterback. When a quarterback gets rushed, you know, his inner clock starts speeding up, and when he thinks that he's not going to have too much time, then he, you know, he try to dump it or he try to do whatever he can with the ball. But Eli is good when he has a solid running game, or at least a consistent running game, and has time in the pocket. He hasn't had that for the last, what, six, seven years already? Even in the Super Bowl run. You know, we were last as running, and, you know, he got hot and everything, but at the same time, it's like, People just keep killing him like if it's his fault. Well, but a- 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 no a- Abby, you've been covering, you've been following football long enough to know, you, you know, it's the quarterback. He's the main <laughs> man. He, he's going to take the heat. And fortunately, it's easy, Eli. I mean, n- nobody handles it better than Eli. I, I've covered yeah. a lot of athletes in this town. And you know what? Nobody but nobody deals with the criticism better than Eli. Nobody. And I respect that. I feel like I feel like that Eli has given everything to the Giants in the last few years since 2011. The Giants has let him down constantly. You know, not a good running game, not enough quality players in the offensive line. Eric Flores is still there, so you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. But again, again, Ab, and listen, I'm I'm not absolving uh, Eric Flowers of of poor play, but. Let's not make this past week all, or the quite frankly, oh, no, the past week. Let's not, not make it all no, on Eric not. Flowers. Yeah, that that was uh, that was just bad assignment. People not reading the right reads when it comes to who to block and everything. It's like Eli can do everything if he has time. What he want, what people want him to do to block for himself too. Like I don't understand that. It's just crazy. Well, can't do it. Appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you very uh, yeah, much. Have a good afternoon. Thank, Thank you. You too, Go Abby. Down. All right, as we get ready to wrap things up, folks, just a reminder that we want to, uh, you got to know that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented to you by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win yourself amazing giant prizes throughout the season. Again, your number to always call is 201-939-4513. I'm usually here with you people on um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I won't be here with you tomorrow. I'll be back with you uh, on Friday. Um, listen, I, I thought today, I, quite frankly, I thought the callers were, you know, very level-headed today. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm serious. It wasn't like, oh, boy, the world is coming to an end. Yeah, you got, I, I don't know how they were yesterday, but yeah, well, it cooled no, down no, a little no, bit but today. From, from what I understand, it was pretty much the same thing. Listen, nobody's happy when you lose. Nobody's happy when you lose on national TV, you know, like the big feature game on Sunday night. And nobody's happy when you lose when you really – have an awful game as they did you know it, it it's it, it seemed especially the way it started that they had the, the cowboys had the giants back on their heels both on offense and defense and certainly well, they had them on the heels after that long play yeah you, you know and i think a big a big point in that game uh, down seven nothing was that fourth and inches play you know if, around if, the 48 yard line uh, yeah i mean i mean i understand what I understand why why they went they, they punted. punted it away, 
um, which is fine. But I mean, it just it, because it's a tough. That's a they went for. Uh, talk about Eli running. I mean, he had he converted two two of those fourth down plays on quarterback sneaks. I haven't seen that in a long time. No, no, but but I mean, th- thinking about it, and and since we just before we wrap this up, since you you brought it up, my my thinking on that was. I wanted them to go for the first down just because I was anxious for them to bounce back and keep something going. But at the same point, I understood while the punt was, you know, figure punt, put them back deep in their territory, let the defense take over. But I also think that uh, Pat Shermer didn't want to show a sense of nervousness, like we got to make this happen now to respond to, to you no, know, I, that, I, that score. I think when you got a, the left tackle that you paid X amount of dollars, you spent a, sec, a number two pick on a running back. And you're fourth and inches. I'm going for it there. I, I mean, I, even though I, I want to punt it, meaning I would love the opportunity to kick it down in there. But I mean, uh, I get what he did. And, but to me, I'm running. The, I mean, you got you got this offense. Let's run it. Let's go. Let's get down there and at least get a field goal and cut the lead to four <laughs> points. And so, you know. so then when it was fourth and one of his own thirty-five, he went for it. Yeah, a little strange. Hey, but well, I thought that was. Hey, maybe he's saying. This could be one of those de- nights. I got to try and make something happen yeah. now. Maybe it was I'm a not... little bit later in the game yeah, at that yeah. point, but and, and yeah. that, I'll tell you the next fourth and one, which was I think about at their own forty, they made that by about yeah one a, one a, link a, a, a nose yeah literally literally a nose. Anyway, folks, again we want to thank you all for being part of uh, Big Blue Kickoff uh, Live here on Giants.com. The number, as always, for you people to call. Uh, 201-939-4513 is the number. And that does wrap it up pretty much here. So uh, until next time, for Jeff Fegels and Dave Dominic producing, it is I, Russ Salzberg, bidding you a bye-bye, so long, farewell. See you next time.